Beyond One Day is presented by Eastland Fairfield Career and Technical Schools, serving 16 school districts in Franklin, Fairfield, and Pickaway counties in Ohio. Students in 11th and 12th grade are eligible to attend. Eastland Fairfield has enriched the lives of thousands of students since 1968 by delivering exceptional career technical education for a changing world. Learn more about Eastland Fairfield by visiting eastlandfairfield.com. Have you ever asked yourself the question what you will be one day? Well, one day isn't so far away when you think about it. And by making the decision to attend Eastland Fairfield, you join thousands of students across the country who are making their one day a reality now through career technical education. Maybe you aren't 100% certain what you will be doing in the future, or maybe you've been completely certain since childhood. No matter where you are at on your journey, be assured that the decision to build a skill, learn a trade, prep for post-secondary, earn a credential, and save money is smart. It's brave. And your one day is on the right track by enrolling in Career Tech. Beyond One Day podcast is to help you feel more at ease with your decision. It's to solidify your choice and build your confidence. This podcast accompanies the One Day web series comprised of six episodes, which follows a day in the life of six of our students as they navigate the day, learning their skills, taking academics, and balancing life. The podcast will dig deeper into the issues brought to light in the web series. And each episode will feature an interview with one of the students featured in the video, along with special guests like an alum, parent, teachers, and associate school counselor. This podcast is hosted by Beth Probst, founder and CEO of At The Core. At The Core was founded to serve students as they prepare to make the very important decisions that surround their transition from high school to their future. Hello, Lena. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. Good. So, Lena, you are a senior. Yes. senior in the pre-nursing program here at Fairfield Career Center. Um, I'm so glad you could take a little time out to to join us today. I'm looking at you. You've got your scrubs on. No one can see you because it's a podcast, (laughs) but I see you've got your scrubs on and you've got your Crocs on, your comfortable um, pre-nursing shoes. Were you in the lab this afternoon? Yes, I was. Excellent. So, did we take you away from, from lab work today? Just a little bit. But I manage my time well, make sure I got everything done. Perfect answer. I love that. Okay, (laughs) awesome. So um, if you can, so you're you're almost at the end of your career center experience. I want you to go all the way back to the beginning of your career center experience. So think back to when you first learned about the the pre-nursing program that's here. And um, tell us a little bit about your thought process. How did you how did you decide this might be right for you? And um, how did you decide to to come and commit to doing this program? Right. Well, my first thought when I learned about um, the pre-nursing program was obviously the fact that it's away from my homeschool. Yes. And, and that's a big change. Right. And as a sophomore, you know, I'm just starting to drive and I'm like, will that be an option for me? And um, it was an option to drive. But at the same point, I'm like, gas, it's so far away. But um, I was talking to my counselor, asking to see if maybe I could do half days possibly just because the whole, you know, situation of leaving my homeschool completely was scary to me. And I'm like, I still want to be with my friends. But um, at the end of the day, it was me choosing my career over 
you know, where I was comfortable at. And um, in my viewpoint, it was kind of like, eventually I'm going to have to branch out and, you know, choose my career, whether it's now or after I graduate. So um, I was really excited to, you know, just jump in and get started on learning about nursing. So I was like, let me just go now. So you thought you thought through it. You really gave a great deal of thought to the the pros and cons and how how you can really get where you want to be. And we're going to get back to it, but in a little bit we'll talk about how you chose to stay connected with your home high school through sports. So you you it wasn't really an, you know, an all or nothing decision with the academics it was, right. but you found a way to stay connected mm-hmm. with your high school, which we'll get to in a second. So um so nursing, so making that that choice that um that commitment to try out a career as a 16-year-old, um, that was that's a pretty big, big step, a pretty big leap. What made yeah. you know that nursing was a good fit for you to try here at Fairfield? Well, um, I had done some shadowing when I was in eighth grade, and that was when I really um, developed a passion for um, being in the hospital and just the whole setting of healthcare and you know, being in the health field, I was like, oh, I definitely want to um, do something healthcare related and study um, health and healthcare and um, patient care, just something in that field is what I knew that I wanted to um, and, pursue. And nursing is an, is one of the big things that we all know, right? Yes. We've all interacted yeah. with a nurse. And it's so nice because it's like you can go anywhere. So even, even if I started off in nursing, um, I could continue being a nurse or I could, you know, study to be a doctor or whatever. I could do whatever I wanted with it. Um, so it was kind of like a win-win for me. Like even if I went and I didn't like it, it, w- it wasn't really like I was losing anything because we still have academics here and I would still be getting that um, high school experience still. And it might also allow you then to pivot to the thing that would be the right thing for you. So, right. right. Yeah. 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 So, and it was also like I wasn't losing money or anything. Um, whereas if I tried it out in college, you know, you would have that. Oh, <laughs> as, a, as a mom who has um, paid my first uh, uh, tuition bills uh, with with uh, with my husband, of course, for our our oldest child. Oh, let me tell you, yes, that is. Um, it's a lot of money to flush down the toilet if that were the case. <laughs> So, um, and for you, obviously, these experiences are going to help you make a good decision. And um, tell me real quickly what your what your plans are for after high school. Yes, I'm planning to um, go and study, go to college and study to get my BSN. And um, I'm planning on being a nurse practitioner in labor and delivery. So I do plan to stay in nursing. Wow. And, and I take it it's because of the experiences that you've had yes, here. Yes, yes, definitely. So I'm always struck by, um, I want to kind of go inside the pre-nursing lab real quick, and I am struck by the most real feel, if you will. That's not probably the right phrase, but, <laughs> um, but I look at those labs, especially in the pre-nursing areas, and I um, am struck by how realistic they are. Can you kind of paint a vision for the listeners of what that lab looks like, what what they'd see if they stepped into your lab? Sure. Um, we have multiple hospital beds lining the outside of our classroom, um, and we have curtains, and we have um, all, all of our beds are working, so they do move up and down, and they sit up. That way, um, our mannequins are able to... Um, kind of have that feel as if a patient were in the bed. 
Um, so we do have curtains so we can close and open them. Just the same as you would. Right. right? So you're practicing. Mm -hmm. And we have call buttons that our mannequins hold in their hands, um, just like a patient would have at their bedside. And we have um, little night tables that are right by the bed. So it really does look like a hospital room. Um, and it's really cool because of all of our equipment. Um, it isn't real, but it still has that feel to it. It's the real feel, yeah. Right. And how yeah. does an instructor teach in that setting? So if, if, if they're wanting to demonstrate to you a patient care technique, how would that, you know, would you be in the classroom or would you be there bedside? And, and how would that work? Is that a small group? Is the instructor just doing that one-on-one -on -one with you? She presents it to us as a class and um, explains to us how it would work in an actual hospital and what the equipment is used for. And then she walks over to the bed and shows us exactly um, the item that's used and how it's used and where it would go on the patient. And so um, all of our class can see exactly how it fits into the hospital setting and how um, we would use it as a nurse. and caring for the patient. And then do you practice that with one another or how do you take that next step? Yes, yeah, so we have partners in our classroom. Um, so we would be two to one patient. So it'd be me and another classmate. We'd be working with a mannequin in a bed and we'd practice the same skill that my teacher showed um, to the class and we'd try it on our own. Perfect. Perfect. I'm so, I, it is such a neat experience and I, I a lot of times I think of your experience and I compare that to a student that may be interested in nursing but they stay inside their home high school and take classes at their home high school um, and have that experience. What are your thoughts about um, the differences between those forms of education on the pathway toward uh, nursing? Um, there's so much unknown for the student who stays at their home school. It's like they're not, they wouldn't be aware of what it, to look forward to in college or what their experience would even be like. Whereas um, those of us who come here to the Career Center, we kind of know um, the things that we're gonna learn about when we go to college and the different skills that we need to acquire now in order to um, succeed in college and just the kind of techniques that um, college professors use when they're teaching us about certain skills and um, practices to use in a hospital setting. It's just that whole experience of what to expect and um, just the environment that you're gonna be in that you miss out on when you stay at home as, as a mom, I think of your experience and I, I think your level of confidence and clarity is going to be you're nodding so I think is is going to be higher because yes, yeah. of your experiences yeah and those yeah. you know not that staying in the home high school was a bad thing it just um, is going to give a student a different experience um, and that's missing a few of the things that you had a chance to have here so um staying connected to your home high school. I do want to touch upon that because that sounds like that was, it was one of your decision-making factors early on. You were trying to figure out how do I take this step away? Can I still do my academics back here? And you found this very interesting way to stay connected with your high school. And that was by participating in, in a sport. Can yes. you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, um, I had started diving when I was younger. So it was something that I had always done. And I um, was connected already in high school because um, I did letter as a freshman. So I was already involved. Congratulations. In, thank you. <laughs> I was already involved in the diving community at school. So I already knew a lot of my teammates and my coaches. And um, 
So that really helped that I had already done diving. And so, um, yeah, so I stayed connected by um, just participating in it again. And it was really different as a junior to, you know, not be at my high school with my teammates and to not get to experience like the excitement together or whatever. Um, but I want to say that it really was um, beneficial still to come here. And I was still connected um, even though I was, um, you know, away. But my coach really did help with um, the transition and she was um, really efficient with communication between me and my parents and just um, really she was respective of the differences in times because we do you know have to take time to drive from here back to our home school I was thinking about the logistics yeah tell me a little bit about that so you'd be here in the afternoon for your academics your junior year yes and then you'd have to you'd have to somehow get back and and get in the pool how did that work so there was communication but you mm-hmm. must have figured out a way yeah so actually it is me and another student um, that goes here he's in the criminal justice program he also dives so we were the only two on the team that didn't go to Gehanna and she understood that you know we would have to take time to first come here and then go back home and get our stuff and then go to practice Um, so she kind of changed the practice time so that it would be a little bit later and then um, she was really like lenient if we were a little bit late or whatever but we were also very on top of like making sure that we were um, using our time wisely at practice and still trying our best and doing as well as we could um, to show her that we really appreciated her working with us so yeah, it ended up working out just because, you know, it's that communication that you have to have with your coach and your teammates just so that they're aware that um, our situation was different. It's actually a very good thing to practice, though. That's a good adult skill to practice those, you know, kind of how to how to manage those moving parts in that communication. So I'm really glad that right. uh, that everybody was flexible along the way. All right. So you've already let me know. Um, that you are hoping to head to college and to study in a BSN program, moving toward being a nurse practitioner in labor and delivery. And I just want you to go forward a little bit with that and think out ahead, just as my last question, think out ahead into your career and what you're doing. And I want you to finish the sentence one day. One day I will become a nurse practitioner in labor and delivery. I love it. Thank you, Lena, for sharing this afternoon with me. And I'm sure you've got many things to do uh, ahead, um, wrapping up your senior year. Congratulations on all you've accomplished and what's ahead for you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I am so happy to be joined by Amy, who is a counselor at Bloom Carroll High School. We're going to talk a little bit about your role as a counselor and how students can really kind of stay connected to their home high school when they've made the choice to um, to also take part in their career tech educational pathway. So let's start with you as a high school counselor. I, I can only imagine the number of hats that you have to wear and the different things that you encounter every day with kids. So tell me a little bit about your role as a, a high school counselor. So actually, 
career tech is one of the pieces of my job that I really love because it gives me a chance to talk with students and get that ball rolling as far as what they want to do with their futures. Um, and we actually, we start talking to students freshman year a little bit and then sophomore year, we bring our career tech representative in for our career centers. Um, they meet with all sophomore students. We give students a chance to then come on tours and visit at Fairfield and Eastland. I encourage students to take the visits. You yeah, know, it's an excuse go. trip out of school that we want you to go and see what's out there. Right. I've had a lot of students that come back and say, I had no intention of going to the Career Center, but oh my goodness, there's a program there that actually kind of seems cool and they want to know more about it. Um, because I feel like it just gives kids a chance to explore career options you know, early on. So I, my students start thinking about Career Center sometimes you know, eighth grade. They, that's where it starts to get introduced to them. And um, sophomore year, after the visits, they have an opportunity to come to an open house. We encourage our parents and students to do that. Those are in the evening. Mm -hmm. I tell students and parents, you need to go see it for yourselves. Yep. You need to see what it's about. Um, and then I help them with the application process. Uh, you know, I have students coming in asking me to look over things that they want to submit. Um, and then we kind of go from there. If a kiddo is maybe between, so let's say they come back from that tour and that, that tour can be such a pivotal time because I think they they visualize it, right? They can see it. They see their older peers mm -hmm. in those labs. If a kiddo comes back and they're maybe kind of on the fence between a couple of different career tech programs, maybe they're both interesting to them, um, how might you help them address or consider which one might be right for them? Um, we talk about what their interests are, what they're thinking about long-term after high school. Something else that the Career Center has done a great job of, they're called Career Tech Thursdays. They're still going on. I literally just had four students um, recently go to see programs again. Um, they've already visited, but they said, I just need to see it one more time. Yeah. And what's really neat about those, they come spend the day when classes are going on. So while the field trips are great and they are presentations, uh, it's a little bit different. So it's kind of nice for a student to get a chance to come back now and let's see it in in action. In, um, it, in its real form, yes. right? And Nobody's I, rolling out I, the red carpet. I yep. had a student the other day that said, I, I'm really sorry. I just, I'm not really sure. What do you think about me going back? I said, don't apologize. Let's do it. Um, we excuse students. It's I tell students it's like a college visit, but it's for sophomores and you are visiting, you know, a program that could potentially be part of your career. So uh, those are wonderful ways for our students to go learn a little bit more and see it for one last time Love before that. they make that choice. I, I think that because it, it is a big decision that they're making and that kind of support all the way through um, as a parent, that really warms my heart to know that, that that happens on the high school side. So tell me when you think about um, the student that's going to go on to success in a career tech education, you know, in that path, what kinds of characteristics do you think um, indicate that this is a good student who's going to, to be successful on that career tech path? So they have to want to work hard because when you come over to the career center, you know, I don't sugarcoat it. You are learning skills that are going to put you out into a field that, you know, they're going to expect hard work from you. Um, a hands-on learner. So I have a lot of students that say, I just, I'm really good working in a hands-on environment. Yep. You get a lot of that at the Career Center. Um, students that are driven 
and aren't afraid to step out of their comfort zone. Because I will be honest, that is probably of all of the things the scariest for our students. Um, and I'm a mom as well. And so it's all I've ever known are the students yes. I grew up with. And now I'm going to go to another school where maybe 16 schools you know, are bringing students in. Right. And that can be a little bit scary, but that's also what's really exciting about it because you are now going to be connected with other students from other schools, but you all have the same common interest for yep. that program. And you really, I mean, I've talked to my own students and I've said, what is one of the things that I should tell students? What do you love most about it? And they, they always come back to family. We're like a family within our program, you know, because once you get over to a career center, you realize, you know, you are working with a smaller group of students who all have this same interest. Um, and you may end up going into a career and working with these students later on down the road. Exactly. I love that. So, so let's go back to that student that came to you and said, you know, I need to visit it one more time. You know, as a mom, I know that, that that's a good thing. And I know that the, it probably is based in a little bit of fear and worry mm -hmm. about taking that step and making that change. Mm -hmm. And change, man, change is hard to embrace. Is. Change is, ch change is um, gosh, it just has a lot of uh, associated with it. So I wanted, I, I would love your thoughts on what, you know, we as parents and what you might say to a student who's worried about leaving their home high school. I mean, you know, change is hard and there, there's going to be worry. What kinds of wisdom would you share with that student? I think even though it is scary and it's hard, they have wonderful teachers and instructors at the Career Center as well that help transition. So just as we trans student, transition students into high school, the same kind of thing is going to happen at the Career Center. There's going to be teachers realizing, hey, this is new for everyone. Um, giving it a little bit of time is also important. You know, I mm, have had very students good point. after the first day, I don't know if I can do this. And the rule of thumb is, you know, you need to give it two weeks. Yes. It is very rare that after two weeks, I have a student come back to me and say, I still want to come back. Now they're going, oh, never mind. I really like it there. Um, because they just have, you know. Get over like, that yeah, first kind of hump. It, you got to yeah. get over that. Um, you know, uniforms are something new. Yeah. Um, which can be a little bit scary too. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, parents and students go, this is kind of nice. I yeah. know what I'm wearing every yeah. day. <laughs> right. And it's, it's not it's a question. No, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's nice. Um, and it's purposeful. I mean, each of yeah. them wear their uniforms and they, they have think, a purpose to them. And I think there's a sense of pride. We have our students, we'll have kids stop back after school to pick up things. Um, there are Bloom Carroll students and uh, they kind of walk in with this sense of pride in their uniforms. Um, it's really neat to see. They're doing something meaningful, I think, yes. I think to them. Them, it really is that that I, I know where I'm heading. Yes. And, and that's a neat thing because there are a lot of kids in high school. Um, I have this great picture that I use sometimes with families and it's a, a graduate and they have all these question marks over their head. And, and it's, I mean, it's a sad picture because we don't want that for them. So when a student has that direction, it's a, it's really a, a gift it and is. a neat thing. Okay. So let's address um, the student gets over that hump. They're there the two weeks. They know this is where they need to be. 
some students are still going to want some connection back to their mm-hmm. home high school. So let's talk about what that can look like. Right. It can take some different forms, I'm yes. sure. Yes. So for for Bloom Carroll students, um, one of the things we do, we set up an email right away. Um, when I come over and meet with the students, and I'll talk with, with you about that as well, uh, Students are asked to give me an email address so that I can send them information. So I pull off, you know, the important things from our school announcements. I send that. Um, Students, at any point, if they're checking email, um, they can respond back to me. They can ask me questions. I I have kids that will randomly, you know, hey, I heard there's a pep rally going on. Are we allowed to come to that? Um, So I welcome students to email me. Most counselors, that's the way that works. Um, In fact, the way we have it set up, I work with freshmen and sophomores. But then I also continue on with our career center students because those are the ones that I help to apply. And so then I come over to the career center. Um, We meet with students. We have morning meetings. depends. We try to do, you know, once a month plus all of the email announcements. Um, And those meetings are just a chance for students to, I make mine mandatory. I don't really give them an option. Oh, I I think that's awesome. (laughs) Because (laughs) I want them to, counsel away. I want them to see me. I want to see them. Um, And sometimes, you know, they don't think they might, you know, they might think, oh, I don't really need to to go to that meeting. I know what's going on. But it's just a nice uh, connection. Um, So we answer questions, I bring over papers, Uh, the counselors at the career centers and I work closely together, they're great. You know, if we have a student that's in their office needing help with a college question, you know, we consult a lot back and forth. I think sometimes students don't even realize how much we're talking behind the scenes to make sure the credit checks are happening. My co-counselor, he's working on junior and senior credits, making sure we're, you know, we're where we need to be with each student. So they're working hard in their career tech lab. You're Mm -hmm. working hard behind the scenes to make sure that that the path is paved smoothly for them as well. Okay, so talk to me about extracurricular activities and sports. So from a student, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so that you've you've addressed kind of from the counseling perspective. Right. How about from the student experience um, side of things, those extracurriculars? Yeah, I think that it's important to stay connected with your school as well because even though you're going to a career center, you're graduating from your home school. So with our students, they know that they're welcome to participate in any and all extracurricular activities. We have a lot of students that come back for sports. Um, I've never known a student to not be able to be involved in a sport due to being in a career center program. It does sometimes mean you got to take a little bit more into consideration of transportation and making sure you, you know, you can get back in time for practices, but our coaches are really great with working with the students because I think they also see the value. So now we're, you know, here's a student that wants to be involved in a, in a team sport. They're getting a skill learning something that's going to better them, um, it's a win-win for everybody. And and yet there are trade-offs as there are, we know as adults, every decision that we Absolutely. make has, <laughs> has, has doors that open for us because of that and doors that might close for us, at least for, you know, for a time because of that decision. I think that is an important thing mm-hmm. for our kids to learn as well. Um, you know, it's not right. a bad thing to consider. So I'm wondering um, if you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share. So so think of that parent that their kiddo has 
ex- been accepted. They've got their, they're an admitted student and maybe they have no experience with the career center. They have, they know this is where their student wants to go. What would you want that parent to really don't, keep in mind? Don't hesitate to ask questions. That's what we're there for. Um, you know, I have parents that say, oh, I hope I'm not bothering you. No, I'm a parent too. And I want to feel that there's an open line of communication. I think that's when the student is going to be most successful, when the school, the parents, the career center, when we're all working together, um, making sure that we're answering those questions. Because it is an important decision, and it's not one that can sometimes be made quickly. It's a family decision too for a lot of uh, students. You know, one of the things, and I don't know, we haven't really talked about it, but a lot of times students are worried about transportation mm-hmm. to and from. Yep. Um, and we tell students not to worry about that. That's one of the biggest things parents sometimes then go, oh, okay, I was thinking I had to get them there myself. Right. You know, we transport to the Fairfield Career Center and Eastland Career Center. Uh, there's bus transportation. So that isn't an issue for a student or a parent who's maybe worried about their child driving you know, to a, a place that might be a little bit further away. Yeah. So that is an option as well. So asking those questions, great wisdom to yes. share with parents. Um, I'm so glad you could join us today and, and share this wisdom and thoughts with, um, with parents who need it. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you continue to learn more, not only about Eastland Fairfield, but more about career technical education and the boundless opportunities it provides to students. Now make sure you visit onedayefcts.com. That's onedayefcts.com. It's the hub for newly accepted students and their families who have been accepted to attend Eastland Fairfield. It features our One Day video series, the podcast, and more. Beyond One Day podcast is a presentation of Eastland Fairfield Career and Technical Center and it is hosted by Beth Probst of At The Core. Episodes are written by Purposeland and edited by Truthwork Media. You can learn more about Eastland Fairfield at eastlandfairfield.com.